Hey everybody, we don't have a uh, Sunday NFL preview, but here is a Saturday episode uh, where we're going to, we talk about a lot of stuff in this one, so please take a listen. It's, uh, you know, I, I even go through Top Shot, you know, the NBA fun stuff. Somebody asked me about it, so I signed up and got a little review of that, but I want to give you your picks right up front here on the six uh, the six playoff games, wildcard games for this weekend, in case you, uh, you know, want to get any bets in. Right up front, we got the... Um, the Colts at the Bills. Uh, give me the Colts and the points on this one. And, uh, you know, while the Bills might win, I don't think they're covering. I think the the Colts have a good shot of actually taking this one. Uh, we get the Seahawks favored by three. Give me the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are just a better team, especially with Goff injured. Um, I think that's the way to go. We got the Bucks at Washington. Washington's getting eight points here. Um, that's a lot of points to give them good defense. Washington could upset the Bucks here. Um, and if the Bucks do pull out a win, I don't think that they're going to cover eight points. The Ravens minus three at the Titans. While Andrew wants to uh, say that Tannehill is going to win the Super Bowl, I am on Lamar Jackson on this one. Give me the Ravens covering the three points. Got the Bears at the Saints. The Bears are getting 10 points. And while I think Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara do enough to get out of wild card weekend, I don't see them winning this game by 10 by 10 points. So give me the Bears and the 10. And the last one, this was tough. I found myself almost changing my mind as giving the pick here. Because while I don't love Baker Mayfield as a playoff quarterback, uh, the Steelers have just been pretty bad, um, you know, in the last six weeks of the season. And I don't know whether they cover six um, against this. This is, is a rivalry game here. And I like the Browns defense. I like the Browns run game. So uh, give me the Browns plus six on this one. They could pull out the upset, but I think if the Steelers win, it's a, it's a closer game than that. And those are your six games. Enjoy the episode. This was a fun one, guys. We appreciate you listening. Happy Saturday morning. <laughs> if you notice, I'm a little bit more zen this morning because the coffee hasn't totally kicked in. The coffee from Cage from yesterday still isn't <laughs> kicking in. Uh, but that's why I have an amazing co-host, you know? He, he can pick it up. When I'm, put, when I'm putting up three for 14 numbers from the field, I still play a tough defense, but he'll take over the scoring and dunk on someone. So he even said, I have a few words to say to Luca Nation this morning. I'd be very intrigued. So... Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mine. Cage, we're going to do our NFL playoff preview today. But before we go, let us have some thoughts. Yeah, so <clears throat> it wasn't in yesterday's Coffee with Cage, but, you know, we do question we do question and answer stuff all the time. We do, you know, once a week at least. And one of the questions he asked me recently was, what do I think of Top Shot? Do you remember he asked me that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. I don't even know what that is. You know, like, oh, what the heck is that? So one of the members, Oliver, of, uh, of, of Luca Nation, <clears throat> you know, he was, he was messaging in one of the groups about how, you know, he, he purchased uh, something on Top Shot and then resold it for a significant amount more money. And when I hear that, I'm, let's go jump in head first. Um, so I kind of wanted to do like, a, even though it's the, today's football day, you know, this is, it's top of mind to me. So before I forget about it, what I told Oliver was, you know, I would go in, you know, for, for Luca Nation, I'd, I'd, I'd spend a couple bucks and I'd, I'd dive in and, and see whether or not it was something that I thought was worth it or cool to share with Luca Nation. And it's funny when I when I answered the question, I, I knew that it was some form of like digital um, card sort of purchasing, kind of like Panini Dunk. And I mentioned that you know my son 
really like that. But at the end of the day, he was like, all right, so when are these cards coming to the house? You know, you got this crazy card of Zion with an autograph on it on the phone, but it's not actually here. And that was disappointing. Um, Top Shot is not exactly cards. It's a little odd because it's it's based on blockchain, Andrew, by the way. Um, but it's um, they're they're limited edition moments, like these little video clips. You don't own the video clip, but in reality, it's it's the clip itself is almost um, insignificant. It's sort of playing on the virtual ownership and tradability of a person, but they're giving you a clip as like that thing instead of a virtual card. And I was thinking about it, and it's almost like you know the platforms that are coming up now, where you never actually have physical ownership of a card. Right? You can buy a card online, the card is stored somewhere else, and then you can immediately sell that card. Um, so with Top Shot, it's two things. One, there are packs that come out that sell for various prices, base card packs, limited edition packs, you name it, you open it up, and it's random cards that are in it. Currently, they have like a, uh, a base, base pack, $12, you get five moments, they call them. So it's like five video clips, and um, they're numbered. They're limited to like, you know, either 1,200 or 2,500 or 3,000 or whatever it is, depending upon, you know, the, the, the moment you get. They also have limited ones, like they had one for Christmas and had one for opening tip-off. And, you know, those are out of 299 out of 75 out of 85 Oliver got this LeBron one and sold it for a significant amount of money. Um, so anyway, I went in with Ian and started buying some of these, you know, moments packs. And the vast majority of them are, are I don't want to call it garbage but almost untradeable, you know, you get a, uh, a Boban or, uh, you know, a Joe Ingles dribbling Bo- the ball. Boban is very tradable. <laughs> and, you know, you put, you get it in a $12 pack, it's one of five cards and you, you, you're able to list it in a marketplace for a dollar and no one's going to buy it. You know what I mean? So you have that, but you know, we did get some fun cards, you know, we got like Steph Curry shooting a three um, and and you look it up in the marketplace that they have for reselling that moment. And that Steph Curry sells for like $28, $21. So I don't know why that video clip is what they chose instead of a card. I mean, I guess it's cool because it's NBA property. It's their moments, you know, and they can, you can put like a video reel of them together instead of having a card, but there is a tradability around it. Right. It was, it's kind of cool, you know? So I don't know whether or not it's worth a tremendous amount of money. I mean, I haven't been on it for more than 12 hours now and we'll see what happens, but I will tell you this, you know, like I bought 50 or so cards in five packs and I listed them all in the marketplace and people are on it. Like I'll list a Karis Levert that's got a more limited amount of cards for a buck and, or $2. And it, it sells as soon as I list it. So I don't know if there's Karis Levert fans out there, people trying to make sets. So there's definitely a lot of people on it. There's definitely people, you know, scouring the pages to buy these things. I'll do more research on it. I can't wait to, you know, get on there when there is like a limited edition pack and maybe try to do that. But it's, it's, for lack of a better way of saying it, it's yet another way of gambling. <laughs> that's really all it is, right? Go ahead. Cage, you know, like at first you think this is so dumb. Like that's everyone's first yeah, reaction. Like, exactly why, would I, why would I pay money for a YouTube video that I could watch on my own or a clip that I could watch on my own? But if you think about it, right? Jordan Duncan, that, that, his 86 Fleer card, right? That yep. really is a video moment. There was a before and after. Yep. Uh, there is something to be said about like a still moment versus a video, but, but if you really think about it, what, what's the image on a picture? 
it's, it's a series of still shots. It's a series of moments. Yep. So it definitely has that, that aspect. And more often than not, like you see people, you know, they're sending their cards to PWCC or Starstock and some people don't even touch their cards ever. Right. 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 So, so the two big objections that people might have against it, because at first it is very strange. Mm-hmm. We actually are kind of trending towards that. Moving now. away from like, 100%. Like picture this, like let's say I go to Top Shot, I buy a moment, I add it to my PWCC vault, right? And I have mm-hmm. all of these moments saved and I just see, I constantly am tracking the market prices for the moment. In, in the beginning, it's a little strange, but over time I get used to it. I'm like, this is no different than having my collection of cards. Yep. These are my favorite NBA moments, and these are my favorite NBA players and cards. I think it's, I think it has some potential. I think it's going to be cool to uh, to monitor the market. I also wanted to see if there's people who've been on this for a little while, and maybe we bring them on and have a little bit of a conversation. Yeah, that's cool. You know? I got to tell you what I thought, and you know, I mean, unfortunately, it's 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 a, a downside, right? One of the attractive things to cards, I think, one of the one of the the, the personality type that is is um, is attracted to it are gamblers mm-hmm. and i think when i think of like online breaking i think it's this it's it's similar to you know going online and playing blackjack you know doing an online casino you know hitting you know putting 100 bucks in and then playing an online slot machine and hoping that you know you're on the bottom right corner you have credits you put 100 credits in you you, you hit the button random figures come up and your credits are either more than 100 or less than 100 and they give you more credits for, you know, for gam for, for spinning the reels. And either what you get is going to take your credits down or bring your credits up and you have more credits to play with and blah, blah, blah. This, you can make an argument that this type of top shot is almost the same thing. Yes, they're putting sports moments to it, you name it, but you're, you're putting $12 in for your pack, right? So that's 12 credits going into the slot machine and you will get five of these video moments that come mm-hmm. up, right? And each one of them is a spin. You know, it's a $2.40 spin on the slot machine. And each one that spins, it's like, oh, shit, there. I got Mikel Bridges. Maybe <laughs> I'll get a dollar back for that two forty spin. Quickly you go to the market. You get three threes in the span of 35 seconds. It, if well, they won that game, that would have been cool, right? It, well, it would be great. So, but, I mean, I don't think anybody cares about that. But, but, <laughs> no. but uh, when they're doing the slot machine of, of, of Top Shot, but you immediately put it in the marketplace and hope you can get a dollar back for that 240 spin. But if the third spin is Steph Curry, mm-hmm. oh, it's 20 something bucks. Or the, the fifth spin is, is um, Luca hitting that game winning three yep. from the playoffs last year, which I did get in one of the packs. That's like $40, nice. you know, like nice. a $40 like moment. What do you think is going to be the, what's going to drive value? Is it going to be game winners? Because like the Tyler hero layup, right? It's kind of a cool play. They won the game, but they lost the series. What, what do you think is going to be, you know, the legs and arms that hold the value for this? Is it, is it going to be the player? Is it going to be a player in a special moment? Is it iconic? Is it virality? You know, I, I don't, I honestly don't know. But what I thought of while I was doing it was if they, if the, if they keep the moments limited on these guys, <laughs> well, they don't make a million moments for each player, right? And that they, they do it in series and blah, blah, blah. Then, it could almost be like a, um, like a, you know, the, 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 the tops project 2020 where people who didn't get into it in the beginning and can't get those first couple of their building sets, mm-hmm. you know, something like that could drive, you know, if, there, if there's increased demand for it, but honestly, it's a great question. I mean, that's part of, you know, I was doing research on it just because people were asking, but um, 
I, I don't know the answer to it I, unless unless what what winds up happening is, you know, um, the the I think it's run by NBA and you know the NBA moments or whatever it is unless they they did something where it was like you know chasing, you know like there's a special moment that's worth money and there's only a hundred of and they'll, they'll they'll only let you get it if you buy you know. X number of packs in this, you know what I mean? Like, unless they start doing something like that where they become even more limited and people, it's like asking what makes a basketball card worth money. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I, I don't know. There's intrinsic value well, and it's well, just demand, right? Year, yep. Rookie yep. year, the, the rookie card and an iconic player, usually like the three, uh, but, but I, I don't know if they would bridge out to baseball, but I think it would be so cool like that 3-0 Tatis home run Having yep. that in a moment, but after being able to see it from all angles, being able to see it from the catcher's mitt, yep. uh, and even a little bit of the post celebration, I think that would be cool because they do an amazing job of post production. Uh, so it would be cool to see if they could get into baseball or football as well, right? Like the beast mode run, that would be an, a, that would be such a yeah. cool no, shot moment. Then you have like especially if you stuff, have, yeah. especially if you have it from different angles as well. So it's Listen, cool. You know what We're the weird to... part is, right? It's an NBA thing, right? So it's not done. I mean, obviously it's legal to do it. But what made me think about it, you know, as potentially being something that catches on is you were the one who told me this first and, and Buster kind of reiterated something that you told me. And that was that um, the NBA, why it's successful is not because people watch the games. You know, we, we like to talk about how MLB is not doing well with their sport because, you know, people don't want to watch it. They're bored. But you explained to me that, what is popular about the NBA is people don't watch the whole game. They want, they consume it on Instagram and it's a, it's, it's a bunch of moments. It's this play. And I think maybe what they're trying to do is capitalize on that, right? Like, Hey, that Luca shot in the playoffs, that mm-hmm. was his coming out playoff moment. You know, that's a moment we're going to, we're going to only allow 3000 people to own that moment in their collection. Mm-hmm. And therefore there's some collectability to it. I, I don't. A, a good, I, an interesting thing about that is, I bet most people didn't watch the Sixers Brooklyn Nets game, but everyone knows Kyrie said he didn't want to play because I just don't feel like it. That's how we consume it. We're, they're kind of like our like keeping up with the Kardashians plus sport. Uh, the NBA has become a little bit of like a reality drama uh, type of scenario, and I think people actually like that. That's super cool, right? Yep. Yeah. You're gonna different. say I agree with him. I don't agree with him. I don't do that. Should Kawhi rest? You know, he finally played his first back-to-back game. Do I agree? Chris Broussard saying Kawhi treats the game as a hobby. Um, let's get into it. Yeah, we're going to bring NFL. you the first three games today, right? Or are you going to go all six, Cage? Well, I'm going to – I can do I can do a whole NFL prediction for you guys. You know, I can tell you where I think. But let's, let's – I mean, it's probably better to just do the wild card weekend and then we can just talk about that and we can – you know, we'll give some picks, some plays, and, and, and all that fun. Well, people um, ask for Super Bowl predictions, so if you got it, you got it. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, listen, this is a, this. The, unfortunately to me, it feels very chalky. It feels like a chalky year. It feels like antacid. Which, wow. You know, yeah. It feels I like was certain year. you would double down on your Browns. I was certain you would double down on your oh, Browns. Oh, oh, on this weekend I will be. But I'm talking about overall. I'm talking about overall. I mean, it, you know, the tough part is, and we'll, we'll go into it, right? I mean, it's a quarterback league, right? And and a lot of what we talk about today is going to be dominated by the quarterbacks. A lot of what we talk about in these playoffs can be dominated by the quarterbacks. And, you know, if you're an NFL collector and you're buying NFL cards, I think you should really take a step back and say, that's a safe place for my money right now. 
because the, the football cards and the league do really well when they have ambassadors, quarterbacks to lead them. And, you know, I've mentioned this in, in one or two prior episodes, but the, the, the crop of quarterbacks that are shepherding this league forward right now, you know, it's, it's one that we may never see again. And, you know, we, we talked about this from the top down, you know, even if you talk about the rookie class coming in next year with the, you know, the kid Lawrence and, and fields and, you know, you throw in your burrows and your Herberts and your, you know, a couple of years, you know, before that you throw in your Lamar Jackson, your, your Mahomes, all the way up to your Breeze, your Brady, you name it. The quarterbacks are on full display this week. They, they always seem to be. And I bring up the quarterbacks again because, I mean, I, I, I will tell you, I find it hard to go anywhere other than in my brain right now. And I may change if, you know, if we watch the, you know, the playoff games, but I find it hard right now to go anywhere other than Mahomes, Rogers, Super Bowl. And that's as chalky as it gets. And I mean, I like it. Know, start with the, start of, with the end in mind, right? That's a great business strategy as well. Well, I mean, part of part of the reason why I find it hard is, I mean, with a different with a different um, you know playoff um, bracket style, there's only a, one team in each conference that gets a buy, and I think that's going to be a huge, huge advantage, right, to these guys. I mean, I think it's going to be a big advantage that 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 the Packers even, even with no fans or are fans kind of you think they're going to start to be allowed back in more home field more advantage. So. If you look at the numbers, this year home field advantage really wasn't an advantage this year anyway. You know what I mean? And then fans, it's going to be a limited amount of fans, and you know, will it have some impact in my? If, the, the home field advantage, let's just jump right into it, right? Because, we, we, you know, we might as well. But Please. the home field advantage, if it's going to impact the game, here's the game it will impact, right? It is the seven-seed Colts at the two-seed Bills. And I'm mm-hmm. going to look at – I just want to make sure that I, I – to the moment – excited for this have, matchup. This is my I favorite remember, one. This is why I started with this one. This is my favorite like game of the week. And it's Bills minus six and a half. Right, Bills minus six and a half. I just want to make sure I have the right spread for you on this one because I know you get very angry. I'll never forget about this. Last year, the Bills. I think they they played the Texans. Was it last year in yep, the playoffs? Yep, yep. The Bills yes. were dominating. Josh Allen looked so good, and then they just crumbled, absolutely crumbled. In they the blew a quarter. second half sixteen to nothing lead. They were up sixteen nothing in the second half and blew that lead. Yep. I. I'm a big fan of going against a quarterback who hasn't proven himself. Let, let me if a prove if a quarterback hasn't proven himself in the playoffs, I often like to bet against them, especially when I'm getting six and a half points. That's a ton of points. Yep. Yep. So so spread wise and game wise, I might go differently in this game. But here I'm gonna appeal to you because you, people don't don't go on this for betting. And I wanna I, I hope that people listen to this episode because I think that top shot thing is fun and you know we're, we're talking cards and we're talking some some fun stuff. I hope people do listen to this. Um but you're you are uh, much more in the weeds on the betting stuff than I am and you always bring stats and stuff. So what if I were to tell you that the Bills are the fourth team in the last 40 seasons to enter the playoffs on an eight-game cover streak, that they are dominating their opponents and dominating Vegas, <laughs> dominating the line, covering the spread. And the three teams before them all covered the spread in their first playoff game and won by at least 12 points. And on the other side of the betting equation, Indy, has failed to cover in each of its last three games, which is the longest active streak by any playoff team. 
So you're a big momentum guy. You got exact diametric opposites. You got a team coming into the playoffs with a huge against the spread cover momentum. And you got the other side, a team that's coming into the playoffs with a momentum in the opposite direction, not performing the way that people think they should perform. Getting I could have had more, I could have had more yeah. success probably following trends like that. Uh, <laughs> and everyone, no, everyone has their own strategy. Here's the other always, little thing. Always finish, yeah, sure. uh, who's the better team? I just try to match it up. I'm an X's and O's, fundamentals, who's a better team versus looking at trends like that. That just has never been my style because it doesn't tell me anything it, 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 for me. So what if – But I could have had more to, success if I did follow it probably. What if we added to the mix that Philip Rivers is like the creakiest 39-year-old in the world and he's hasn't won a game in the, the weather that he's going to face in Buffalo since he was like 11 and playing peewee football? Literally, that guy has played in San Diego and a dome for his career. Mm-hmm. He's never played an outside weather-impacted, wind-impacted game. And, you know, when, when he does, he doesn't fare well. Um, it's funny because I got to tell you, the pick here is the Colts, right? I don't think the Bills win this by more than six and a half, right? Um, and there's one reason for it. And uh, you're right. Josh Allen's looked fantastic. His name has been on the, the the fringes of the MVP discussion this entire time. He's not playing at the same level as Mahomes and and um, and Rodgers, but nobody expected him to. People expected him to be good. I think he's exceeded most of the top level mm-hmm. expectations of him this year. But but reminds has, me a lot of Lamar last year, doesn't it? Well, we'll get into Lamar in a second. But yes, reminds me a lot of Lamar last year. Um, I think. I think Lamar seems to always wind up with a bad playoff matchup for him, though. It's always those damn Titans for him. But we'll get to that in a moment. But, um, I mean, there are a couple – wildcard weekends always seems to come with one weird – out of the blue, holy cow, how did that game happen? And I think this is like the in vogue game to pick the underdog to win the Colts just because the Colts are a damn good team. Um Here's my take on it. I love the Bills. I, I think the Bills are, are a fantastic team, and um, they're going to go as their quarterback goes. We've talked about the Colts' defense all year. That's their strong suit. Forget about Philip Rivers. Forget about the whole deal. Um, their defense is, is strong. I mean, uh, uh, Darius Leonard. Uh, Darius Leonard is, is is you know he's just a beast and. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and I'll write up my first game. I'm gonna I'm gonna bold prediction this. While the Colts have not looked fantastic going down the stretch, they found something in Jonathan Taylor. And the Bills are good. But I think that if if the Colts are smart, the Colts will try to make this an ugly game. They won't rely on Rivers. They will give the ball to Taylor as much as they can. There'll be a lot of clock management. They'll let their defense keep them in the game. I think it's gonna be a closer game than that six and a half point spread. And in the end, uh, my, 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 my upset prediction, I think the Colts win in a close game. I think the Colts defense keeps them there. Maybe they make a play. Maybe Josh Allen, you know, um, I used to tell Ian at the beginning of the year that I don't like the way Josh Allen ran with the ball. He held the ball out like a loaf of bread. That's my coach used to say, you know, tuck it in, you know, protect the ball. You know, maybe they, maybe they get, you know, strip sack, fumble, you know, maybe a, you know, fumble recovery for six. You know, I just think the Colts defense will be the difference in this game, which I don't, I, I, most people are picking this game are picking the Bills. I have 41-37 coming down to the last drive of the game. There you go. I like that. 
So Bethy over, folks, which, by the way, is a huge. I think that probably happens also, although I would love for the Colts to go in with a different game plan and, and, and try to. They're going to let they're going to let both teams chuck. They're going to let team, both teams go. They play fast. There's no way that either team's going to change their strategy in the no. one game of the season. So, And the Bills have been playing quickly and chucking a roll. The Bills they didn't let off the gas last week when they, they already clinched. So, yeah, I, I, I really like the over. They scored a million points, but they're playing against, the, you know, whatever, a less motivated team. We'll see. But the over is definitely – that's an in vogue pick there. But they're, clearly, they're clearly a team that wants to ride their momentum, like, in their strategy. They're like, we're not going to let up off the gas. We're having a, our mm-hmm. most successful year in history. They're going to come out. I bet they, they throw five out of the six times on their first drive. They probably will. Um, I think the Colts are probably one of the better defenses that they have faced all year, if not well, you know, – We'll see what happens, but yes. The Don't the Colts remind you of a defense that turns the ball over, gets touchdowns, but it, they, they're very soft in their coverage. They do allow yards, and they do allow teams to move the ball up yep. and down the field. Yep, opportunistic, 100%. Yep. But I think the, the point that we're both on the same page here is it comes down to the last play or it's one of those like last possession kind of games, which if the spread is six and a half, go with the Colts, take the points. Next one, another one, you know, where um, where people are potentially picking the, uh, you know, an underdog here. So let's get it's it's the, the six seed Rams at the three seed Seahawks. Let's make sure I have your most up to date. It is the Seahawks minus three as we currently discussed this one today. Um, now, what's funny is these are divisional matchups, which is kind of cool. You know, you, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, these are teams that are familiar with each other. So you have, uh, you know, something to fall back on. And it's easy to say, go with the Seahawks because the Rams had a horrible showing against them in week 16, but they played earlier in the year and the Rams beat the Seahawks. So they actually split the series, right? Different teams at different times of the year um, going into this matchup and, here comes Andrews, Mr. Momentum again. Uh, Seattle's on a four-game win streak. And their defense that looked pedestrian in the middle of the year has really looked legit, I mean, against lesser opponents. But they've allowed an average of 16 points per game for the second half of the season. So the last eight games they played, 16 points a game was the average on defense, which is the best in the league. Which The you don't... question I have is, is Goff coming, right? That's it. Up in the air. Um, are they even know, better with Goff? Is, is it also an interesting debate? I'm, I'm sure they are, but well, who's they say the quarterback? His status is good. They say, yeah, they say I mean, his status is him. good. I watched him officially questionable. I watched him practice yesterday, and but I mean, come on, what did he have? Like it's been like eight days or something like that. It's like a fractured thumb or ten days or you know, whatever it may be. I mean, on his throwing hand, you know. So that's that's got to impact him. Um, what was the guy's name who was coming in? Wolford? What was his backup? John Wolford. John Wolford. I saw a, a cool prop play that said that if Wolford is playing, you can make some real money betting him as the person who will lead wildcard weekend in rushing yards. Yeah. Fascinating. I'd love to know more. Because he had like 50 rushing yards last week. And all of the other running backs are all playing against – all the other running backs you would think who could have good games are playing against top defenses. Saying Jonathan Taylor is playing against the Bills defense, and, you know, the Bills don't really even have that great of a running back. And, like, you know, the Redskins running backs playing against the Bucks defense, you know, Gibson's playing. The, the, just Wild Card Weekend doesn't show – doesn't have any flashy running back names who you'd expect to have a bunch. And they're saying that guy, Wolford, is just, you know, he's a scrambling running quarterback. It was an interesting read. 
you know, I like to look for the, the betting stuff, but I, I do think that golf plays. I, I would go with the Seahawks minus three here just because when you have uncertainty around the quarterback and even if he does play an injury to the throwing hand, that's just too much to overcome, especially given the fact that even if he was healthy, Seattle looks like a very different team than they did in the middle of the year. Seattle's weird, right? It's almost like the same thing as Baltimore. They started off really hot. And in the middle of the season, I want to say they took like a Laker, you know, load management. <laughs> they kind of took a little bit of a break and then they turned it on when, when you want them to turn it on. So um, I'm going to Seahawks minus three here. I, um, Do you remember the Rams early in the season where they were just defensive run game? Yep. They bring in Wolford. That's a really tough team to stop if you think about it because they're just going to run it down the Seahawks' throats and then defend. And Aaron Donald's a monster. Uh, oh. The Seahawks haven't looked amazing on, on offense recently. They have not no. looked very good. No, they haven't. But I'll tell you, if it's – forget about it. If it's, if it's, if it's not golf and it's Wolford, um, the Seahawks will just stack the box and know the run's coming and stop it because I don't trust the Wolford throwing the ball down the field. I don't even trust – Goff throwing the ball down the field with an injured hand. So I think the DC Seahawks defense will, they'll be if able to. If they do take... that, mm-hmm. if they do that, right? We, we <laughs> all, well, not we all, but people claim Sean McVay to be this offensive genius, right? He's yep. really good at scheming. I mean, it's a, this is a testament game to, to, to um, Sean McVay. If he oh, can pull this one. out with a back, back to a quarterback, which I, I, have a, I have this hunch. Remember how you said you have this intuition, mm-hmm. you don't know why? I have this hunch that the Rams are going to win today. I think they're a really tough matchup for the Seahawks. And the Seahawks struggled against the 49ers last week in a game they needed to win. In a game they needed to win. Um, I, 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 I have a hunch that the Rams called this one out. So so I'm, I'll am just go when it comes to the playoffs, quarterback, quarterback. Um, and this is a close one. Goff's dinged up. And, um, you know, Russell Wilson, if I'm Russell Wilson, I, I'll come into the playoffs probably – hearing again how it's Mahomes and it's Rodgers and no one's talking about him. And I liked in the beginning of the year, if I'm Russell Wilson, that people were finally saying, oh, man, look at Danger Russ as a potential MVP. But he fell off. He did. I'd come into the playoffs with a little chip on my shoulder and looking to make plays. Plus, you know, half the Seattle team has been there, unless you're Jamal Adams. I mean, this is, this is not – they're not waking up today going, Wow. I got a playoff game today, extra nerves, extra stuff. I mean, this guy, you know, Seahawks basically live in the playoffs, you know? So they've all been there before. They're not seeing anything they haven't seen. Um, you know, I just don't, uh, you just look at Jared Goff and you look at him, you're like, hey, I don't know, I'm trusting him. I mean, he looking good. Didn't he go to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, Goff, Goff uh, you know, so I guess he's got some playoff stuff too, but, you know, I don't, I don't to me, on balance, this just, it just seems like the Seahawks are, are, are going in the right direction and the Rams have too many question marks. Cooper Cuff, their possession guy, is not at full strength, right? So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And here is the most fun game of Saturday, right? The most fun, 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 fun using lo- loosely used word in this one, huh? No, this I, 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 I'm, I'm going to try to find a way at 8.15 to sneak away and actually watch an entire football game today because – Look, I don't really have a huge Brady investment card. I'd love to grab one. I should have grabbed, you know, several of his cards, you know, recently. But I want to see Chase Young sack him like eleven times. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, like, like I, 
I I love that little you know in in game outside game drama you know that little mm-hmm. like you know I'm coming for you because what does Chase Young have to lose? I mean he had a monstrous rookie season, and if he doesn't happen to sack Brady three times today, what what are people going to say? Oh Chase Young, you you suck, you didn't back it up. No, come on. I mean you know it's not a one on one game, but Chase Young wanted Tom Brady right, and he's going to get him right. So. What's the what's the way to, to to stop Brady? There's only one really, right? No one's ever really found a way to, to completely beat him, but it's you gotta pressure him, right? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, this spread is too much. The Bucks are favored by eight points here. And and you know, you're just being begging you to, to say that the Bucks are gonna run away with this one, right? Because Washington's the horrible team, they got a losing record, they're from the worst division in football, and you know everything's horrible. Alex Smith is injured and I'm not telling you Washington's going to win this game. I don't think Washington's going to win this game at all. But what I've seen from the Bucs recently, including last week, and I remember doing our picks and saying exactly this, that, uh, you know, they would, they'd win, but they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't win by a ton. That's just been their MO all year. When they win, they don't blow out. Um, I don't know if Evans is, playing at all right i think he's out alex smith Um, is officially questionable evans is out yeah so i think smith plays but i have a feeling that washington uses two quarterbacks none of whom are named haskins um mike evans is a game time decision according to bruce arians just for people to know but you think he's gonna play i don't yeah i don't think so either um so, do you trust Tom Brady this year? Do you think that Father Time has uh, has passed him? I think a lot of like I think a lot of times we look at the coach and the quarterback, but I think a bigger uh, conversation is to be had around the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. And he had Josh McDaniels for like most of his career, and that's a, one of the best offensive coordinators. Every team wants to hire him, and he just refuses to leave. So it's not that I don't trust Tom Brady. Tom Brady looks okay. I mean, he can't throw down the field. He doesn't have the same arm strength. He can't make the throw as Mahomes does, but he looks good. Not great, but I think that just having an offense in sync is a big deal. Like, I was watching a lot of their games. Mike Evans they wasn't running the right routes. Uh, he wasn't breaking off the right routes. Antonio Brown, they, he just had him join this year. Rob Gronkowski just joined this year. It's a new offense. It takes right. time to click. Uh, so it's not that I don't trust Tom Brady. He's been good sometimes. He's been bad sometimes. Uh, I don't think they've had a tough last few games, honestly. They've just beat up on teams that kind of – Yep. Like, uh, they played the Falcons twice, and then they played the Lions. Two, three, the, the, All of those teams, all two of those, fired their coach this year. So they were – Washington's the play here. Yep. I'm with you. Washington's the play here, and, you know, because there's too many points. But I'm going to go a step further and tell you I'm not going to be surprised if Washington wins the game. And I here's why. It. Here's why, right? So we talked in the beginning of this about the chalk about how I find it difficult to go against Mahomes and um, Rodgers. Well, they're in the position that Brady seemed to be in all the time during his career. You know, they were the runaway best record in the league, had a bye, had home field advantage, had the best matchups in the playoffs always. So let me give you a little bit of Brady fun. The way to beat him is to pressure him, have a strong defensive line playing against you. He's not going to scramble and make plays because it's just not his game. And you got uh, Sweat, right? And uh, and uh, Chase Young, you know, difficult to block. They put pressure on people all year long. But, yeah, you ready for this? 
on the road career postseason. Brady's record. Eight games postseason on the road. What is he? Three and five. Four and four. Okay, not exactly somebody you want to bet on entirely, right? And give me his record where he's playing on the road in wild card weekend. One and three. Zero and zero. Oh, he's, he's never, bomb. never had to do it. This is the first time in his 47-year career in the NFL with all of these playoff games where he's played the first weekend, wild card weekend, on the road. Never done it. Never done it. So he's in unfamiliar territory on an unfamiliar team with an unfamiliar offense that he hasn't got familiar with at all, right? New coach, new system, all the things you mentioned. I can see Washington beating him. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it it is one of those uh, you know it's one of those things where we talked about there's a crazy thing that happens and you wake up the next day and say wow did that really happen on Wild Card Weekend? It wouldn't completely shock me to see Washington take Tom the Goat Brady with an early uh, exit from the playoffs. Just saying. I, look in the beginning to go back to exit episode 55. I, I you know I think I had the the Bucks meeting the Cowboys in the uh, in the <laughs> NFC Finals. So you were you know, obviously I lost Dak, right? But uh, you know, you know, obviously if the Bucks you know make it pretty far, that's great. I think I had the Colts going for, out from the AFC, so I had a lot of the playoff teams. But you know, <clears throat> all of my big time you know uh, Finals guys could be could be going home this week. You never know. Um, what, what do you but, think of the over under here? I think this is for me. This is one of the easier, so to speak, plays. So it is forty four and a half. So I would think that it would go over just because you know the Bucks. They've been really scoring like crazy, but I just don't trust what Washington brings to the table here, right? So I think if Washington, um, you know, plays the game that I think they're going to play, they try to score less and slow it down, and you know, you know, force Brady to make yeah, they're going to protect Alex Smith. They're going to run the ball a ton. So I wouldn't be surprised if the time of possession in the first half was lopsided in Washington's favor, and mm-hmm. to see like a seven to three game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's tough because look, you know, normal week I could tell you that the Bucks could put up 35, 40 points themselves, and a forty-four and a half over/under is slow. But if Washington is able to um, actually enforce their game plan and actually you know um, you know pull it off. Again, go under real easy. These are the last four teams that the Bucks have played. They played the Falcons. They put a 44 on them. They played the Lions, put a 47. They played the Falcons again, put them 31. And they played the Vikings, put up 26. If you guys are listening out there and catching a little bit of a trend here, what I – and it seems like Cage likes to do uh, entering into Wild Card Weekend is kind of buy the undervalued teams, buy the undervalued assets. Because I think some of these regular season performances are going to be overvalued in the price. And those last four games, they played some of the worst defenses in the league where they put up 44. It's true. I think Washington is one of the best defensive lines in the league. Chase Young is next to Aaron Donald. Who's as good as Chase Young on the line? Um, I think he's going to be, it's going to be a real problem. I I love, love, love the under on this game. So that's your, uh, yeah, I mean, let's not hate betting the under because it's boring. I don't like to roof and no scoring when I'm watching a game, but yes, this is one that's screaming for you to bet the under because, you know, I don't, I don't think Brady has one of his all-time games, and I think that Washington is going to keep it close, and the only way to keep it close is to really slow things down. Yeah. So that that just screams for for an under bet. 
<clears throat> and that's the Saturday games. Let me take a pause for a second because we're not going to talk about him, but um, I have a question for you and maybe for Luca Nation. You know, send us a DM or a comment, you know. Um, early, early on in the year, he had uh, the Wharf sports cards mm-hmm. on, and he, he gave us a pick, which was that Rodgers was going to win the MVP. And, you know, it t- said that he was going to come in with a chip on his shoulder and that, you know, the team drafted a quarterback and he said, you know, like the last time that something like this happened where I forget what it was. He, he said like mm-hmm. the season before, I don't know if they drafted a quarterback or if the season before, like he, he didn't get enough MVP votes or, you know, the team had a losing record, whatever it was. He said the season after that particular thing happened was when Rogers went out and won the MVP. And he's one of those guys that really just, you know, he needs that additional motivation, sort of like last dance, Michael Jordan. I took that personally, you know, like one of those kind of things. Right. And he said to go out and buy a tops Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, rookie card, PSA 10. Um, Dave's cards, who's, uh, you know, in our, in, in our old OG group and, uh, and uh, you know, in a bunch of Luca Nations groups, um, I made an offer to him on eBay, maybe the week after the, the, the Wharf episode. And he reached out to me. He goes, "Hey, it's you know, Cage. It's it's me. You know, that's uh, it's my card." And we, we wound up making a deal off, you know, off uh, off of eBay, and uh, you know, I bought the card, and it's almost triple where I bought it at. Um, and I wonder whether or not you would sell. I wonder whether you sell now. Um, and that's my question. I'll let you answer, it, and I'd love to hear what Luca Nation has to say about it. Um, you know, I think he's winning the MVP. I think that's already baked into the price, right? I mean, he's like a plus eleven hundred or something like that to win the MVP. I mean, minus twenty four hundred with Mahomes at plus eleven hundred. Good. Yes, but and I think tripling is, is like it, it depends on your criteria, right? But if you look at how much Mahomes' card had run up, I think Aaron Rodgers' card may just be in the in the early cycle of that, right? Because if he has a deep run, we start to think about Aaron Rodgers as one of the top three quarterbacks of all time, don't do we not? Yep. Who, who's in his category? You know, we've said he's not very well liked, or that's been like the, the status quo, but that's not true at all. He's very well liked. He's very well respected. He just did a bar stool fund with uh, Dave Portnoy last night. He went live. Uh, I think he had a pretty terrible coach under him as well, Mike McCarthy, and now he has a. Uh, that young offensive genius. I can't remember his name. Is LaFleur, is that right? Yep. Um, I, if you want a profit take, I, I really do think it's a good move. By the way, shout out to the Wharf. I mean, if you go back to that episode yeah, of the Wharf, play. he literally called this play-by-play. Not only yep. did he tell you the card to buy, he literally said, this is what's going to happen this season, which is yep. unbelievable. Shout out to the Wharf. I mean, um, it was really impressive. And I, you know, I, I, I loved his reasoning. I loved his rationale. And I took up a hundred bucks and bought the PSA 10. I'm not a huge Rogers guy. And, you know, part of the reason why I think I will sell it is, and, you know, go with me here and then tell me what you think. And then obviously Luca Nation, you guys tell me what you guys think too. It's, um, it's just the top space. He has Chrome, you know, he has tops variants. He has all kinds of other cards that are out there that are better that I could, you know, I could trade into. And I think right now, with the price of the card being, I think it's around a thousand dollars. You know, the wolf was saying, you know, when he when he picked it, it was like a four hundred dollar card, and you could get it for under four. And I did. Um, you know, it was one of those things where um, where um, you, I think the price has 
um, the MVP, and maybe some legitimate playoff success. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but getting to the Super Bowl baked into the price already. And I guess part of me thinks, what if he doesn't win the Super Bowl? You know, does the car take a little bit of a does it take a little bit of a breather? Does it take a little bit of a step backwards? Probably. So is now the time to uh, to move the card? So I think I probably will sell it, but I, you know, it's just one of those one of those. That's fun a good question. It's also a card the tops and the tops chrome. It's one of those cards that has a super low pop. But the reason it has a low pop is a lot of people didn't grade cards back then. People didn't even pull football cards then. Like I'm looking at the and I'm looking at the tops chrome one. Mm-hmm. There's 3,856 cards graded from the entire football class of 2005. Right. There's more yeah. Zion cards graded in PSA 9s. I don't know what the Chrome is, but I think, you know, I may, if I sold now, uh, I may, you know, roll the money into a Chrome. So it's not, I'm not saying, you know, I don't like Rogers. It's just, uh, you know, I was not completely sold on, on him. So I wasn't ready to buy into the Chrome version of him in the beginning of the year. So this is what I bought, you know, and there's, uh, there's, there's money to be made. So anyway, it was just a little break because we're not going to get to talk about uh, Rodgers and the Packers during, uh, the, you know, the, the picks today. So let's roll For into you guys Sunday's out there listening thing. that hold this card, it's card number 431. It's the Aaron Rodgers Tops card from 2005. There's 3,221 graded by PSA, 1,664 PSA 10s. A thousand ninety-one PSA nine, so about a fifty percent gem rate on that. And this card. is the Chrome. No, that's the regular tops, tops right? That's the that's, one I have. The yeah. Chrome okay. only has about a pop of two ninety. Wow. So, so that's yeah, different. Very big, very big difference. Um, all right. So the Sunday games, real fun one. Ravens at Titans. Five seed at the four seed. So I think the Titans are one of the more underrated teams going into the playoffs. It's a tough team to face. You're so, going the other direction on it, huh? I'm telling you that this is just a real, real fun matchup, right? Because last year in the divisional round... I love when Cage describes things as fun. He's well, like, real, 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 he's building that as a fun, descriptive. It is, but I mean, why it's going to be... Look, why do we watch sports, right? Not because they're boring or not because they are, you know... They they're are fun, fun yes. right? I mean, they're fun. I mean, so, so I, I, I look for... Anything could happen, and that's fun to me, right? You and last year, this was this was the. That's why was, people watch it, listen to our show, because you're just the fun guy. Anything can happen on this show on Lucas Tigers and Browns. You know, when you call me a fun guy, remember it reminds me of my my um, my sixth grade biology teacher, Mr. Levy, right? And uh, Mark Levy. And by the way, oh, the bills no. were the oh, bills no. were the bills were very good then. So you know, people used to call him Mauve Levy, which you know just tells you how old I am. Um, so he made a joke in biology all the time, and he's like, "What, what, 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 what the what the mushrooms say to the other mushroom at the bar?" And you're like, "What?" Sit down. So no, the one mushroom said to the other mushroom at the bar, "We should hang out because I'm a fun guy." <laughs> there's this friends episode with uh bruce willis as a he's like a guest appearance on it uh and he starts dating rachel and he's like and ross is dating bruce willis's daughter in this same episode and 
he tell he keeps telling Ross to break up with her, break up with her, break up with her. He's like, this is unacceptable. My daughter's 20. You're like 35. Like, this is gross. And then uh, they sneak into his cabin and he, and Bruce Willis is flexing in front of the mirror. He's like, Rachel's going to like you. You're a fun guy. So that's what I think of. Fun guy. Well, but fun guy is plural for, you know, whatever. If you didn't get the biology joke, forget about it. But here you go. Last year, divisional round, Tennessee upsets Baltimore 28 to 12 as a 10 point underdog. The Ravens played them this year in week 11, had a chance to avenge that loss, but instead fell 30 to 24 in overtime. Remember that game? That was a back and forth crazy game where uh, Derrick Henry broke the run in overtime and won on, on, a, on a touchdown. Third time to charm? I mean, do we think this is now going to be Baltimore's, uh, you know, fun game here? So, Here's what I will tell you. Week 11, middle of the season, Lamar Jackson, COVID. You know what he's done since coming back from his little COVID hiatus? 5-0 and Five and straight up and against the spread. Rushed in that five-game streak for 1,337 yards as a team, which is the most it, in any five-game span in the Super Bowl era. Between Lamar let me read Jackson, you who, they, let me read you yeah, who they've played, though. They played yep. your, your, your amazing Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Played the Browns in that thriller, 42-47. Yep. And they played the Jaguars, they played the Giants, and they played the Bengals. So a yep. little bit of break, pump the brakes on, on yep. those on records. The mo- on sure. the momentum. So let me, let me throw one more little number out at you here. I love Derrick Henry. I think he's, I think he's great. He's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He, he, I don't know whether he's fun. I don't <laughs> He's He might be the opposite of fun. <laughs> he, 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 scary, I think is what I would use for him, right? So, but, but I mean, he, he does, he plays real well. And, you know, he, he, but the Ravens defense is pretty damn good. But here's, Here's where I'm going to tip the scales, right? What do you have this one at? Is it, is it Ravens favored in this game? Minus three and a half? I imagine they are. Are. They're yeah, three. Minus three. I, I like yeah. games like this because what they're really saying is, hey, if these guys are playing on a neutral field, these are literally could not be more even teams. Oh, no. Yep. Are they playing at the Titans? No, they're playing at the Ravens. No, they're playing in Tennessee. This is wow. ten- Tennessee. Tennessee won their division. It's at Tennessee. They're at and the Tennessee Ravens. and yep. the Ravens are fa- favored. Wow. That yep. is in Tennessee. And the Ravens are favored by three, and a lot of it is the, wow. a lot of it's the momentum, a lot of it is the whole deal. But yeah, recent history would tell you that the the Titans seem to have the Ravens number. But here's the the deciding factor. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Give me the Ravens minus three. I'm going to wow. go with Lamar Jackson, and here's why. That's crazy. I I don't view Lamar the same way that I view Andy Dalton. Do you? What the, what does that even mean? Of course not. Lamar's fi- fi- just. A ton better than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton can't run. He can't throw. He okay. Kind of sucks. So, so in the vast expanse of the NFL, in the many, many years the NFL has been played, there has only been one quarterback to make the playoffs in his first three years of playing and Not exit the playoffs in his first game. In all Amazing. Three Miser- misery likes company. And that is Andy Dalton. And I just don't see Lamar Jackson and Andy Dalton ever in the same sentence from an NFL perspective. You just went that's nuts a too. No, re- that's a ridiculous there, reason to bet. So that's my deal. That's my, my story. I think Lamar knows that he is one game, tomorrow's game, 
Sunday's game away from this moniker. Can't win in the playoffs. From MVP yeah, motivation last is overrated. Motivation. No, you know what? Make everyone has a plan until they listen to me. Yeah, Tell everyone me. has a plan until they get punched in the face. Buddy, in the mouth. motivation is overrated. Your hero, I am Andrew Goldberg, just said motivation doesn't make a difference. No, I didn't say that. I said it's overrated. Doesn't, doesn't matter. This is, doesn't matter this is what how quotes get butchered. This is he, how he just, no. yeah, he said talk to the, Ian says talk to the hands. Because the face ain't give a damn. Remember that? Talk to the hand because the face ain't give a damn. I know what you're saying, right? I mean, you can go in there and say, I'm, I'm not going to lose. But ultimately, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a team on the other side of the field that's yeah. got something to say about it. So They're probably um, saying the same thing to themselves. It's just uh, not a news story. Listen, you, you, th- you think Titans, the Titans are coming in like, let's lose this one. We don't want Lamar to join I, Andy Dalton at the I bar. Think, I think the Titans came in last year as an underdog with nothing to lose. And, you know, the, the Ravens came in thinking that they were the juggernaut. And this year, even though they're favored, I think the Ravens are going to come into this game with sort of a chip on their shoulder. This is a team that has had their number the last two, um, the last two times they've played. And I just think the, I think the Ravens are a better team. I think right now running. Really? The, I think the Ravens are a better team. Yeah. I think except I think, on defense. Well, go, go ahead. I apologize. Oh, as he huh? kick, kills the soda. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a just straightforward question. Yep. Who's a better quarterback, Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Luca Nation, curious if, in our groups. If you guys are listening to this episode and you have have a chance, just chime in here. Who do you guys th- who do you guys think is a better quarterback, Lamar or Tannehill? Again, Lamar Jackson. Only because the definition of a quarterback today is very different than it was five years ago. And, you know, escapability, the ability to extend the play, the ability to, you know, do something with your legs as well as with your arms. And Tannehill can do most of those things as well. But Tannehill is a ring, you know, he's a ring, ring general, they call him, right? Like Pernell Sweepy Whitaker, right? He, he just doesn't seem to go in there looking to win the fight. He's looking to get, you know, score some points, look good for the judges and not lose, which sometimes is good enough. But against the Ravens uh, on Wild Card Weekend, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think they're going to have to rely on Tannehill to make plays and uh, keep up with the scoring of the Ravens. And when Tannehill is put in that position, that's not where he excels. That's it. I mean, that's that's the, the full analysis. Also, the one thing that the Ravens have now that they didn't have in the middle of the season and that they didn't have last year, I think they really found something in this kid Dobbins. He's not Derrick Henry, right? But But – their run game has taken a step forward. Um, and that's, I think, going to be the difference. Number seven Bears at the number two Saints. Real quick. So last yeah, year, please. during Lamar's MVP season, he threw for 36 touchdowns, mm-hmm. there were six interceptions, and 3,000 yards. This yep. year, Tannehill threw for 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 3,800 yards. So mm-hmm. just... How many rushing touchdowns did Lamar have that year, and how many rushing touchdowns does Tannehill have? You got to talk about total offense, man. Plus, what was the record? I mean, their team was—they were the number one team in 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 the NFL record-wise. I mean, they obviously got upset in the playoffs, but they the were NBA. eleven and four last year. Yep, is that right? Eleven and four is that right? No, the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens last year. He was. A, he was. He was. Like he was eleven and four last year. He didn't play in the final game of the season. That's why. Uh, and the Titans were 11 to 5 this year. Literally a carbon copy. The, Ravens, the Ravens record last year was that low, really? I'm just looking at pro football reference. I'm looking at 
the records. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh no, thirteen two. I apologize, thirteen yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eleven yeah, and four so this year. They were they were top seed man. They were you know the Titans had just snuck into the playoffs. I mean, they were he you know he was he was MVP. They were like the one seed. They were favored to you know go into the playoffs and you know and 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 you know the Chiefs beating them was sort of like an upset last year. I mean, they were a juggernaut. The Ravens last year. He deserved that. He deserved that he was doing stuff on the field that, that you know, I'd never seen anyone do. Um, and, yeah, he took a step back. But Lujanu Lu, Lu, Lu is going to be upset that I compared Tannehill to his boy Lamar Jackson because he couldn't be more excited for this game. Listen, I am not, and we do this from a card perspective, I am not telling you to go out there and mortgage your house and buy Lamar Jackson cards, right? I'm just saying I think they win this week. I don't think they, they have – anything for a team like the Chiefs this year. I don't think that Lamar Jackson has any real longevity in the league because when the speed goes, I don't think he has, you know, honed his craft and become a quarterback uh, that can throw the ball. I think he's got a great combination of skills, but, um, you know, his game does not set up for a long run in the NFL. Um, so moving on. To Ryan, Tannehill has, Ryan Tannehill has seven rushing touchdowns this season. Yep. Last season, Lamar Jackson had, take a guess, how many rushing touchdowns? Eight? Seven. Seven. Okay. Carbon copy quarterbacks. How there many ru- as much of a Get the hell out of here. How many rushing yards? Rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. He had 1,000 yards last season. Yeah. So did Tannehill have 1,000 yards in his career? I mean, he might have had yep. seven rushing touchdowns, but he has them for fucking from the one-yard yep. line. Give me a break. I'm sorry, I, I dropped. You, you I, have I, I rarely drop the uh, the F word here, but uh, you know, I don't cut that out, right? It. Yeah, cut it out if you can, please, because you know I don't want to have. We have one bad uh, YouTube thing. My kids are here looking at me like, "Did you just?" But when you say something ridiculous like they're carbon copy quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Ryan Tannehill, that's yeah, that is weird, according to Ian. Okay, um, uh, we'll say. I, I mean, I we'll get see. your point. Tannehill is underappreciated, and I think Lamar is over. I get it. I think he's overrated. I think they're very similar. I think they're very similar. You could swap them out and they'll have very similar records on those teams. Literally, if you do a swap. Right. So I'm going to tell you, we're going to put a relay race team together. And uh, there are two guys standing against the school wall to run the last leg of your relay team. Hmm. And you get to pick Lamar Jackson or um, Ryan Tannehill. You're telling me you're going with Tannehill because it doesn't matter which one you pick, right? I mean, they're interchangeable parts. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's, you, uh, uh, you articulate better than I ever could, so I'm, I'm lucky to have you. They're interchangeable so, parts. You, take, you right? took the hey. thoughts right out of my head. That's exactly Tannehill, right. Tannehill probably drops the baton. Did you just hang up? I'm pretty sure, Luca Nation, that I've upset this guy so much that he has he has removed himself from... Now he's texting me that he's got a little laughing stuff. Oh my goodness. Um, anyway, guys, listen, it is quite clear that my friend and co-host here has a man crush on Ryan Tannehill. And that's perfectly okay. I mean, we're perfectly all right with him thinking that Tannehill is attractive and, uh, and you know, thinking all that fun stuff. But... <sighs> doesn't change the fact that while it'll be a close matchup today, the Ravens will prevail. Let's, let's say you're on. playing. Let's say you're playing wall ball at lunch. 
Wobble. Who do you wobble? <laughs> you want Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson? Let's keep Dude, moving. I'm just there joking. are there are very few things that I would pick Ryan Tannehill for over Lamar Jackson from an athletic perspective. All right, that's how, how about hitting a target accurately? What are we using to shoot at the target? A football. His arm or like yeah. uh, a forty-five. It's it's one of those <laughs> things where. You know, both of them throw, and you're sitting at the top, and you fall into a bucket of soda. Who Ooh. do you want throwing the ball? You get unlimited I, I, soda I, I, for life. You know, I don't. I don't know that Tannehill is the most. No, no, I don't need any. I don't ever. need any lawyer talk. Pick one: Tannehill or Lamar Jackson. If they hit the target, Cage gets unlimited soda for life. All flavors, all brands. Ooh, like a freestyle machine. Got him. Got him. Let's keep moving. <laughs> it's going to be Tannehill. I think you're right. I think I think for accuracy alone, I think we're going to have to do with Tannehill. Just, I mean, Lamar is not the most accurate of quarterbacks. You're 100% correct. You have got me. I'll change my pick, everyone. The Titans are going to win this game by three touchdowns on the back of Ryan Tannehill's rushing yards. So you got it. You got it 100% <laughs> because they are interchangeable quarterbacks. Number seven, Bears at the Saints. Um, the Bears, I can't believe they're in the playoffs. You remember when we talked earlier this week and you were like, the Bears? <laughs> like, the Bears made the playoffs? And I was like, yeah, man, the, uh, the, uh, the Arizona Kylo Murray's choked. They choked their way out of the playoffs and the Bears found their way in. So what's, I think the most surprising thing here is the spread. Um, you know, while I expect the Saints to win this game, they're a double-digit playoff favorite. Which you know you don't see that that often, right? I mean, you usually don't see a a a ten point spread in the playoffs, especially for the Saints. Who let's just talk about? And I know you know I know you say you know we got recency bias, and that I, I look at these momentum things a little too much, but I have to give them right because if people are using these to bet, I want them to know you know what they are, how they are going in. But um, over the last two years in the three playoff games that the Saints have played, which tells you they haven't really had much luck in the playoffs the last two years because that means they won one and lost two to have three playoff games. They're 0-3 against the spread in the postseason in the past two years. So they haven't covered a playoff game in quite some time. Um, and the Bears are 500. What do you think? Oh, a playoff team, 500. They don't belong there. Early exit. They're just happy that they made it and they're going to escape. But do you know this? You know this? That since 2000, playoff teams that made the playoffs at 500 or worse, and this could apply to the Redskins as well, are a perfect 7-0 and against the spread in the first playoff game. So some would say that, hey, it's, they're just happy to be there and they're just going to you know, walk out and go home. The other way is, hey, guys – Wipe the slate clean. Wipe the slate clean, right? It doesn't matter how we got here. We're here. You know, we're here. Let's go. We have the same the same deal here. Um, you Didn't know, the Giants win a Super Bowl as a wild card against the the Patriots yeah, that year. They're a wild card teams. Wild card teams usually do surprise. You know, I mean, it's a different wild card setup this year, obviously. But you know, there there have been wild card teams that won the Super Bowl, definitely. So, um, my pick for this one. Well, I think Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara do enough to get the Saints out of wild card weekend. 
I don't think that uh, the Saints cover a double-digit spread here. And my bet would be the Bears. I'm not telling you the Bears are going to win. Um, but, you know, I see some scoring here. And, you know, final score maybe Saints 28-24 or 30-24 or something like that, you know, where, where they win, but they're not winning huge. The Bears stay in the game. Um, and that would be one that I would be betting on uh, on the Bears. I Do you see a chance for the Bears to win this? I do too if you like look at it like on the surface, but I actually think the strength of that Saints team is their defense. Yep. And I would argue that's one of the more talented defenses, if not the best defense in the entire NFL, which makes life really simple for Drew Brees because neither Drew Brees nor Taysom Hill nor that offense, for mm-hmm. frankly, because Michael Thomas hasn't played a lot of this year either, has looked amazing. I mean, they look good. Drew Brees is amazing. And uh, the defense is tough, man. That defense is tough. And Mitch Trubinsky. <laughs> he's a he's he's a quarterback. He is a quarterback. I mean, <laughs> that's, that, a, that's, that, that's about all I can say about him. That's your state. Well, you know what I can say about him, and you know I'll probably butcher this because week seventeen against the Packers, the Bears look terrible. But you know most teams look bad against the Packers. But in the four games leading up to that, it, I think the Bears kind of went for broke. You know they kind of said, "Look, let's see what we have with Trubisky." And let's see what we have with this offense. And let's see whether or not we know this is the way we're going to go. And they scored 30 points or more, I think, in, in all four of those weeks leading up to that Packers game where they were just embarrassed. And the Saints and the Packers are similar teams. So that's why I think the Saints, you know, when they got good quarterback play, they got opportunistic defenses, you know, they, you know, they have, a, you know, they have you know, a lot of weapons. That said, if I'm a Trubisky card owner, I'm happier than I was in the beginning of the season. I mean, he's got some cardboard relevance again going into the season, going into the offseason, like, hey, you know, uh, maybe this guy is not dead money. Right. Um, my buddy, my buddy Adric, he's a poker player. Hey, guys, hit him up. Uh, Adric Sports Cards. He has a massive Trubitsky collection. He's a Chicago guy. You know, it's a shame, obviously, because you could have put that money into Mahomes, clearly. But, uh, you know. <laughs> don't, but, don't tell him that. But that's the way it works. But I, I'll tell you something. I mean, and I, I think I've seen some articles about this, definitely headlines on Twitter. Trubisky's lobbying the coaches to kind of open up the offense. And if there's a team you got to open the offense against, it's the Saints. I mean, the Saints are going to go out there and try to put up points on you. So, you know, while I don't think the Bears advance, I also think Trubisky doesn't embarrass himself and probably does enough. There's probably a couple of plays out there where people are like, okay, this guy can play. It's a playoff game and, you know, maybe a little bit of, uh, a little bit of momentum slash uh, – you know, positive thoughts about Mr. Trubisky going into the uh, going into the going into the next season. Um, what do you think of when I say a dog with no bite? What do I think of a dog with no bite? Um, like a toothless tiger, right? I mean, I think That's of right. like. So I we like all me. love it's me. My my bark is worse than my bite. It's like me. I, I'm I'm a big tough guy until we you all know, love you really betting underdogs. Me. We yes. all love betting underdogs. So this is where a little bit of the sports betting experience. We all love betting underdogs. There's no better feeling than betting a big underdog and then winning the game. That's just that's like I called it. But then you've learned over time. There's two different types of underdogs. There's underdogs that like uh, the only way I can describe it is have a bite or don't. The, the Bears to me are a team that has no bite. They're an underdog on paper. They should put up a matchup, but to me they roll over. They're just a dog with no bite. And I see the Saints smacking them. There's a lot there. There's a lot of dog stuff there, right? So it's a dog with no bite. You're seeing them roll over. 
Um, you know, <laughs> eventually true. in the fourth quarter, play dead. Um, you know, what <laughs> else have we got? I see you throwing a ball there. Should, should we go fetch it? Uh, yeah, look at you, man. Look at you. It's, uh, you know, some fun stuff. Well, we got one game left for the, uh, for the fans here. Um, you had a bold prediction for the, the Browns at the Steelers, the final game of Wild Card Weekend. I actually wanted to bring in a guest celebrity for this if Ian's around. He's been on Claypool all year. Ian. And he called, you, he, you know, he predicted the Browns-Steelers predict game. Yeah. Steelers. You, think, you think the Steelers win the game? The spread on the game, just for the six folks, points, right? is minus six. Steelers minus six. You think they win a close game or you think they win by a touchdown at least, buddy? They win by a touchdown. Listen, this is, this is Chase Claypool's biggest fan here, right? And I will tell you that if this was week six, this would be the easiest pick in the world because in week six, the Browns lost to the Steelers by 31 points. <laughs> um, then the Browns came back this past week and beat Pittsburgh's third string team by just two points, despite being a 10 point favorite. You know, they snuck out Baker, you know, able to celebrate on the field, a two point win against their backups, right? So, what does this tell you? Roethlisberger and the Steelers, they clearly are not the Super Bowl favorites that people thought they were after 10 or 11 weeks of the season. Um, but what I saw last week is that their backups can almost beat Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so they, the Browns are going to be playing a very different team. You know I'm a Baker guy, and I'm happy they made the playoffs. But Baker is just – he's not a notch below the rest of the quarterbacks that are in the, the, in the playoffs here. He's two notches below. If you wanted to right now – He's down there with – he's down there with Lamar and Mitch Trubinsky. What are there? There's, there's – there's, there's, what are there, 14 teams? There's seven teams, right? So there's, mm-hmm. six, you know, there's seven teams in each conference. Let's go through the 14 starting quarterbacks really quick, a fun exercise for us, and let's see how many of them we put below. We put below Baker, right? So just start off with, with the buys, Mahomes and Rodgers, right? Are we putting Baker ahead of any of them? Nope, let's keep moving. No, let's keep moving. Your battle of the QBs of Ryan Tannehill and Lamar Jackson, are we putting Baker ahead of either of them? Nope. Nope. So we can keep moving. Um, we have um, Josh Allen and um, Philip Rivers. Drew Brees. Drew, oh, okay. Oh, Josh I'll Allen. Put him him He's better than Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers sucks. Get out of here. Are you, you, oh, you, like, you like the way uh, Philip Rivers throws, huh? That's your style. He's a window thrower. Do you know what that's from? You know who says he's a window thrower? That was Mike Francesa. You know, Mike and Mad Dog. <laughs> Dude, we and need to get Mike Francesa on this show. That would, oh, you, that would be a hoot. People yeah, made fun of him. He said, I like Philip Rivers. You know why? He's a window thrower. He throws through <laughs> windows. He's a window thrower. That's what he calls he's a window thrower. You put the ball in a window, he's a window thrower. You're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? What's a window thrower? And then you have Boomer Esaias, and then it was Craig Carton at the time, and they make fun of him. You window thrower. So, but come on, you put Baker Mayfield. My friend says is the epitome of New York here. sports. Ruining the whole deal. So, yes, he's not better than Breeze. Um, and so, Washington, is he better than Alex Smith? Possibly. That's tough. Alex Possibly. Smith has a lot of um, good karma, good juju, I feel like, on his side. So, point being, you can no, make an argument. Going. Rams, you, is he better than Goff? Yes. No. You think he's better than Goff? Goff is terrible, man. What are you, do you watch football or do you just like 
look at Goff's girlfriend's pictures on Instagram and you're like, this guy must be amazing at quarterback. Okay. This is very scary. Are you in my phone? <laughs> How do you know this? We, we have a shared Luca, Luca Nation account. Oh, yeah. So they, so they, you did see I followed her. Yes. I apologize. So here's the deal. He is a playoff quarterback, but he's not a good playoff quarterback. He made the playoffs. That's a great step ahead from where he was last year. But I just don't think that Baker Mayfield is going to have enough to beat a playoff Steelers defense. That's just, I just don't see it. Um, And is Stefanski not even going to be able to coach, right, with COVID? Right, he's not even there, sure. right? I mean, it's like one of these kind of and, disappointing because you know, he he's he's the coach of the year, no doubt in my mind. You know, and also the COVID stuff going on all over the place. You know, I I I said he was the difference maker. Um, you know, obviously they'll try to put their their game plan in, but um, come on, give me a break, right? When the Browns make the playoffs, <laughs> it seems like every year this time of year when the coaching carousel comes around and people are getting fired, Adam Gase or whoever it is, the Browns undergo a coaching change. And isn't it the most Browns thing in the world that even in a week where they are in the playoffs, they undergo a coaching change. <laughs> so that's the deal, man. Even, even when they're doing all right. So this is one where, I mean, you got the Steelers uh, favored by a touchdown. I think that, uh, I think the Steelers win this one. The Browns can make it close, you know. Um, this is one. They of have games. everything you need. They have everything. They have a run game. They have two good running backs. They have a great defensive line. Miles Garrett is a beast. Yep. And they have a quarterback who's riding a lot of momentum and has played better. I'm predicting a Browns win, and I wow. definitely predict a Browns cover. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether or not the uh, the Steelers here. Here's the. It's so funny, right? I left this one for last, not just because it's the timing one on here. It's I've been on the Browns since day one, since before day one. I like the Browns. I like Baker Mayfield. I love this matchup. I think if they were playing against anyone else in the playoffs, I'd say go against them. But the Steelers, they just look bad. They look really bad recently, don't they? I mean, they just, you know, I mean, if I'm going to go with my momentum plays, um, you know, the way that I did all the way through this stuff. Right. The Steelers have, what, one win in the last six weeks? And they risk, like, you know, finishing the season, like, 0-6. And, and it was, like, one of these, like, really crazy – who they beat? The Colts, right? It was, like, a come-from-behind win where the Colts just basically collapsed in the second half. The Colts had their number the whole time. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns won this one. I'm going to go with the Browns. Give me the six points. Um, I don't like Baker Mayfield, but I um, I don't think that the Steelers have any real momentum going into this one. The that's that's your deal, right? So there's your wild card weekend, guys, and we you know we hope you enjoy your uh, your picks on this one and uh, some of that Top Shot stuff. If anybody goes to Top Shot and and you know joins that and has some fun with it, let me know. You know, I'd love to. I think there's a way to gift cards to people. I don't think they let you like trade. But I think you could probably like, hey, if we talk offline and it's like, I'll, I'll trade you this one for this one, I think you could send it as a gift. So I guess as a way to trade the moments, I have no idea. Austin. Like I said, I'm only a few hours into the account. So love what it. about you, well, man? You got, any we'll weekend, get... you got any weekend love for Luka Nation? Any great picks, points, I plays? Do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I have a play. Uh, it's a player. It's actually – his card is not going to be readily available, nor do I think he's necessarily a Starstock play. Though I do think it's worth monitoring his card on Starstock. Anthony Edwards. Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards is on the worst team in the league. This te- the team's got 
the Timberwolves might be historically bad, in my opinion. Carl uh, Anthony Towns out for an extended period of time. D'Angelo Russell, it seems like everywhere he goes, he loses more games than he did the year before. Uh, but Anthony Edwards is a stud. He is a beast. He is confident. Uh, he is funny. He is swag. He reminds me of Tyler Hero in a lot of ways when it comes to the swagginess. Um, and I think that he's a he's a player to monitor. And the way I would do it is um, if you guys go back to the Bro Namath special, remember we talked about what's the best way to buy gradable cards the week of the release. So I would gear up to have some money available. Uh, and when Prism NBA releases, I would snag this guy's cards up. I would send them to PSA. Uh, and I wouldn't worry about getting them back until next year because I think he um, really next season is when Anthony Edwards is going to kind of have his time because this year it's a, it's a lost cause for, for the Timberwolves. But he's good, man. He's really good. Listen, you know what you, what you brought there? It's more than just um... – that he's a good player on the court. He has that, that thing off court, right? And that not that the key, right? It's, it's off the court. You know, a lot of times what we look for in these players is that one little extra thing. You know, everybody's got some skills on the court, right? But Tatis does his little dance, right? You like Tyler, you know, swag. You like that little, something a little extra. And that's the difference between a card having real demand, and the card price going up, and you know, I've I've watched Edwards. I mean, he is funny. The funny, funny dude. He's that a personality. Right? Funny, right? Yeah, that's funny stuff. And 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 him a one from day one. Yeah, they'll play on that too, though, right? <laughs> they'll put those clips out there. They'll be good at it, and it's it's another kid who is going to be good on the court, but that they can also promote. So I like the play. I like it's just monitor his cards for now, um, and you know, we'll see what happens. Like he it. was so a one from day one. Trash Campbell. <laughs> Trash can. I'll play anything as long as there's money on the line. <laughs> Anthony, he's good, man. I agree. Um, all right, Luca Nation. Let's end this. I want to get this up for you guys before the one a one p.m. game. Colts, Bills. Are you going to do your thing? Cage, send all the picks up front. It was only six games, but yeah, I guess right. I can do it. I'll I mean, try we, to, we I'll try ramble to on. We ramble on. We talk about yeah. Panahill. We're dropping yeah, in a bucket I'll of soda it. so that you have unlimited soda for life. Two liter bottle is gone. Two liter bottle is gone. But yeah, we can. I, I'll do a little, uh, a little thing up front. This way, people have it. Love you guys. Talk to you soon, guys. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.